Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. I appreciate you taking the time. Glad to have you here. We've got Charlie Kirk coming up at the bottom of the hour. He's the founder of Turning Point USA. He's also a guy who's written a new book called The College Scam. And we're going to get into all that. It's a very, very interesting conversation with Charlie Kirk. Make sure you stick around for that. We've got that going on. Plus, uh, what's that? Nope. Okay. Uh, we don't have time for the song. Sorry. Yeah, we do. We so just let's started get right the into hour. Some topics. No, 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 if no. We no. can. Let's no. get to the Disney story because I think it's very no, interesting. No, I refuse with, to read the Disney what? story until you play that song. Can you don't get to refuse. I can. And As I she will. says, Carrie Chocolate Voice Lockie, news anchor. That means you can't refuse. I will read it after you play the song. Why should I? Tell me why I should, mean because lady. Because you know that I like it and you're my friend. And, and now you're pushing it. <laughs> that's all that's all <laughs> I got. Play it. What's the day? Wednesday. Whatever. You know you love it. I do not love it. Great song. The opposite of love. <laughs> Stupid song. Shh. Oh. Quit it. Oh, thank you. I'm not talking about you. So nice of you. Finally, <laughs> no. some kind words no, from Lucky. No, nice. no, no, no. I'm talking about John. I can call him John. Oh, you can't call him John. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Mr. Bon Jovi. He you, I talked know. to him the other night. He's like, I don't want that lady calling me John. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Let, let's let's do this one that, that I just found. Let's let's do, uh, what is this, the Mega Millions or something stupid? Um, mm-hmm. Let's do that because I, I love hearing from people who um, only jump in and play these <laughs> yeah. big lotteries when it's a whole lot of money. Like, if the lottery's $2 million, I'm not going to spend my money on $2 million. Well, Like, okay, what? <laughs> I'm not going to spend a dollar. It's only $2 People million. literally will say, I-, I had a conversation with a guy once, probably a long time, 30 years ago now, and I said, hey, it's like $50 million or, or, or no, what did I say? It's like 20 or $30 million. Um, It was the Fantasy Five, I think, in Florida, and I don't even know if they have that anymore. But um, I said, you going to play? He said, nah. It's under fifty million. I'm not going for it. I said, dude, it's literally a dollar, and you would turn down twenty would, or thirty million. I would think you have a greater chance of winning because the higher the jackpot is, the more people want to yes. get in on it. So, well, I mean, well, I, I'll say speaking this. Speaking of which, I may stop. I don't want to be buy a lot of tickets. Yeah, pl- please do. You'll split it with us, right? Mm, no, I don't want to be Captain Math. But uh, your chances of winning are exactly the same. It doesn't matter how many people are playing. But your chances of, of more than one person winning are much higher if more people play. Therefore, your payout would be lower. But the actual the legitimate chances of winning the lottery are still like worse than, than getting struck by lightning. Eaten by a shark or something. Right, exactly. So, so, um, but, I mean, when it gets to be like $630 million, then even mm. stupid people are like, well, you know, I was holding off for a big number. I guess I'll go for this one. You know what I mean? Because, again, good. they would turn down a million, I guess. Um, fill me in on what's going on with this. It's it's a yeah, ton of money. And will you stop to buy a ticket? Let me ask you right up front. Will you stop to buy a ticket? 
Um, probably not the Mega Millions, but I was really, and I had this conversation with a friend of mine saying, I need to go buy a lotto ticket tonight. And I usually don't. Um, I rarely, rarely do. But I, th- I think I'm going to go get one tonight. You'd still work though, right? Of course I would. I would do the show. You lie. Would you? I am you? not lying. I am not lying. You win $630 million tonight. We're, this is now, I'm, mil- People hear you say this. You're yeah. going to keep working here. I would do the show. And well, I don't care I what you do have... outside the show. I, only, I care about what you do for three hours. That's all I care about. Yes, I, I would do that because I feel like you need something to do. I mean, you can't yes. just shop and eat and drink and travel. I mean, that's going to be great for the first couple of months. Um, oh, it's going to be months of shopping, well, maybe eating, one drinking. Month. Really? Maybe one month. They'll come. <laughs> How many months are you going to be doing this? Start to, you know, I got to have something to do. Something. Yes, but see, I would be afraid of that. Now, I would want you to continue working because I think you're great at what you do. But, but I get the feeling that you drop an f bomb and like walk away from this. Like, what's he going to do? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Be true. I would hope. How are you going to stop me? It. Like, I'd um, really have to walk on eggs with you then. Already, I do. <laughs> But then I'd really be like, screw you, I'm not reading a story, I'm drinking. <laughs> I mean, you, know, I you would wouldn't not, care anymore. I would not do that. I, I would give my best for three hours, and I think I'd be good with that. Yeah, what if Bon Jovi said, million bucks, I'll come and do the show with you. Would you give him a million? Uh, yes. Wow. Uh, duh. Really? Yeah. 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 And he'd That's probably crazy. be, you know, do, you know, and give it to charity or something great like that. No, he put um, it in his pocket. If I had $630 million and I had the chance to meet him and do a show with him, yes. Please, God, don't let her win the lottery because you'll be out of money in like three days. <laughs> You're giving Bon Jovi a million bucks. That's like <laughs> it's, it's not nothing. True. Other than that, I'll be really smart with my money, I promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now, wait, so what's the story? It's 630, so I want to see what, see what people are saying about it. Uh, from the New York Post, the next Mega Millions jackpot has grown to an estimated $630 million after no one hit the jackpot Tuesday. The winning jackpot numbers were 2, 31, 32, 37, 70. The Mega Ball number was 25. But others arguably got a good deal with the second place price. Four lucky ticket holders each won $1 million. And none of them, however, hit the Mega Plier that would have awarded them $3 million. Uh, the four second place price tickets were sold in Arizona, California, New Hampshire, and North Carolina. The most recent Mega Millions jackpot winner received $20 million from a ticket purchased in Tennessee. Over three months ago on April 15th, a cash option of $359.7 million is also available for prospective winners of the next Mega Millions jackpot. The drawing will be on Friday, July 22nd at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And you're all over it. I may not play that one. I'm going to play the Lotto Texas, though, tonight. I was thinking about well, What is Lotto that. Texas? How much is that one? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. Not worth it. How do you know? Might only be like if you win a million dollars and I, you know, I pay a couple of bucks, I think that's pretty good. Okay, it's 6.30. You can get the payout for three-something. Do you get the upfront money? Here's your 300-something million, lady. Or do you do you go 20, 25 you know, years and get get it that way? I think I want it up front. You would, you would literally option. take like 60% and take up front. Then have them dole it out over 20, 25 years? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd take the cash option. Paula, what would you do? Take it all up front, or you let it go 20, 25 years? Cash option, because you never know when your last day is, so. Wow. Sam? Lump it. Really? You would take it Six. over 20 years? 25 years? You're getting like $30 million a year. 
That's not enough for a guy who drives really fast all the time. I can't see you being Mr. Slow and Steady. I don't understand that. What are you talking about? Don't act like I go buy a bunch of fast cars or something. You know, you would. Uh, Well, I mean, what I would do, I mean, honestly, I would talk to like my friends that are in the in the financial business. If I get it up front, what was it? Three eighty seven or something? What was it? Three thirty seven, I think. Three thirty seven compared to six thirty. 359.7. Alright, 359.7. You just made up the 337 then. That wasn't even close. Well, I I just I forgot. I corrected wow. myself. Wow. And you haven't even won the money yet. You're already <laughs> mailing it in. Um so you get the three the three fifty, whatever it is. Um, if you could start making money on that immediately, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean you're talking about getting thirty or forty million dollars a year for twenty years? Wait, what what is what is... Oh, I still take the cash option. Really? Yeah. Just buy a now, bunch of property or something. You buy a bunch of. I would. I would set up trust for my children, and um, you know, make sure my family's doing okay, and that well, I let's, could let's put it, live comfortably. Let's put it out there to the people. Um, how much do you think Carrie will really put in like funds for her kids? Let's be honest. No. <laughs> no. Well, let's, let's ask the no. people. They'll how be much well, would you do? How much would you do it? Well taken care of. And they would have let's a chance the to there. earn some money, but let's they tell, wouldn't get the it, there. though, at 21 or 25. When would they um, get it? Probably, I would say, I don't know, 30, when they're a little what more mean, what a mean lady. stable. So, so, how, so how much, like like 50000 each? I mean, because you're pretty cheap. More than that. Way more than that for my kids. Yeah, 359 up front. How much are you going to put in the accounts for them? I mean, Say it. I, I want them to be able to hold you a guy. You I'm going to send them 75, this $75 million a piece. That's a, nice little, that's a nice little chunk of cash. Are you? What are you nuts? If you would have said a million, they would have been happy. Seventy-five million each. <laughs> well, this is for their families and their families after that, and their families' families. So I'm telling you, you're going to be broke in three days. You're, you're going to get three fifty-nine. Going to give them one hundred fifty million up front to your kids. I said in really? a in a trust and a fund. We'd have to work it out. We'd have to work it out. What do you do with the first the first money you spend on that money? What are you going to do with it? Oh, I would take a trip. I would take a Where? trip. Um. I'm going to say somewhere like Tahiti where you have, you're in these beautiful homes and it's the glass floor and you can see the ocean underneath, underneath your feet. And 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-PAGS. How long do you think until she's broke, just dead broke? <sighs> no. She's going to freaking Tahiti now. Going <laughs> well, to give her kids $150 million. Going to send a million sakes, dollars not... to Bon Jovi to show up on the show. You're, you're done. <laughs> I'm not going to spend it all. What would you do? You'd buy cars. I honestly don't know. I honestly, I mean, I would pay off my house immediately. I would I'd probably buy. When you buy a new uh, one? I, no, probably not. I mean, Seriously. maybe. Seriously. We've got some property. Maybe build something really nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe build a new house. I wouldn't go and like buy a new house. Um, you know, it, it appeals to me to have everything exactly how I would want it in a new house. So maybe that. But I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think I probably would buy, I would buy a jet. Because ah, I'm so sick of flying yeah. commercial, and you've got that kind of money. Mm, you buy you one. buy a freaking jet, don't you? Yeah, and put your name on the side of it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Pags Express. And what about your friends and the people on the show? Well, because you haven't mentioned me and your little money, so I don't think I well, would. Well, you never you asked me. Mm, I, I said did. I would still work. Paula, what would you do? What would you do with the money? I'd be out. <laughs> you would not work. Period. <laughs> End of story. Uh, I'm done. But, but let me say this, and this is not an insult. This is actually who you are. You're a pretty humble guy. I mean, you don't live like, you don't live large. When you right. go out there, you work your ass off. No, I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't you show you it a off. Sum of a bunch of money, what would you do? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't show it off. And I also wouldn't want to be um, exposed, I guess. 
I, I'd want. Well, I'd you, wanna... well, you would have to sign that. I mean, yeah. When you get the money, they literally say you and have to be willing to use them in the advertising. Right. And and I would do that. I, w- I would say that I would not want to be. Um, no, you literally have to. That's not. Well, that's I think not there are some states no, that you can sign off and say, you know what, I don't want to be. I want to be kept anonymous. Right. I mean, the lotteries that I've looked at, I've actually read the fine print. They literally say that by signing this and accepting this money, you will you say that you're willing to at least be in the advertising to show you getting the check and whatever. Literally, that's mm. like a stipulation. I, I think because I've known of some people here in Texas who have won small amounts. Um, I mean, when I say small amounts, I mean like a million dollars. Um, and I think they stayed anonymous. So Interesting. I don't know. You have to look that up if you win. Have to look that up. So I have I to mean, play what, first, what, I guess. You don't know what your first purchase would be. Uh, I don't. Um, I, I I really don't. I mean, you like, smart... you like new you like new trucks and stuff. You go yeah, buy yourself a new truck, wouldn't you? Maybe, maybe. I mean, that that would probably be nice. I mean, the smart thing would probably be to pay off the existing one that I have. Um, but, but do something fun. Yeah, but it's like who who's going like to be smart when you have like that kind of money? I mean, well, Carrie's already spent it all. I mean, I have not spent it all. Dime. Oh my gosh, am I the only one that daydreams a little Could bit about? Could it please come back to work? <laughs> you'd be like immediately. You'd be <laughs> Sam. Property, cars, what? She's taking calls. She had, like the phones are going nuts just from us having this conversation. Paul, you're going to say something? No, I just. Um, I mean, I'd probably want to take a trip too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that would be something pretty cool. I think I'd take the family over to Italy, see see where my people are from. There I mean, you certainly you would do that. But I mean, it's like that'd be like ten grand, something like that, out of three hundred something million. Ten thousand dollars take your whole family to Italy? I don't think so. Does it cost more than that? I don't know. I think I'm you can get the. I would yes. I would go on like kayak and look for a cheap flight. What? <laughs> <laughs> you have three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> what is the cheapest way I can get my family to Italy and back? Yeah, come on. Right. Come on. What's the problem? That I would want to take one of those like United Emirates flights where you're in first class. You have your like your own little bedroom. Uh, you have the the greatest champagne and food and. I don't think that your money would last a week. Movie. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Isn't that like Turkish Airlines or something? Like yeah, that? it's something. You can lay something, down on the, on the thing in the front. Yes. They give you caviar. They give you all sorts of oh, wine and champagne. Yes, please. And then uh, and all then they're like, that. okay, that'll be two hundred thousand dollars. You'd be like, fine, not a problem. <laughs> oh, there you go. You would be broke in no time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wait, what percentage would you give to charity? Let me see. How, let me see how nice you are. Um, I would certainly give to my church. And wow, wow, that took a while. And a while I, charity, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the percentage. I'd have to sit down and work it all out. But of course, I would. Paul, you give it. You give some to those who need, or what? Uh, I think I would want to do that first with the people that I know. Um, and try to take care co-workers of them first. Carrie, he knows stuff. us. He knows us. I know yeah, coworkers. I'm saying right, right, that right, I actually right, right. see. Right. What does that? What does that mean? What, what is I that see you see? every day. I'm just saying <laughs> that's, that's variable. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what are you doing with the money when you get it? Cars and property? Is that the deal? That is pretty much the deal. Cars, property, travel. I would probably pay off all of my family's debt because absolutely. Hello, <laughs> I mean, family first. Exactly. And, pay off the debt. And I would probably start a couple charities because I don't trust other charities. I just trust myself. How much do your parents specifically get? How much? <clears throat> How much do you need? You know, we all have our needs. Whatever, as long as it's got seven numbers on it, I'm fine. Hey, you know, if, if that's, if, if as long as it's mutual. 
<laughs> well, I, oh, gotta go to break. Look at this. It is eight eight nine four one Pags eight 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 nine four one seven two four. So crazy. Take care of your people, and then you start buying some fun stuff, and then Carrie spends all of it within a week. Um, your thoughts on this? A lot of people are on the line right now. They want to tell us what their thoughts are. Certainly want to hear from you. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. JoePags dot com. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. to have you here. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. Lots to get to. We've got Charlie Kirk at the bottom of the hour. Do not touch that dial. So he's going to be about seven minutes from now, eight minutes from now. Make sure you stick around for that. We appreciate you. A lot of calls coming in, Carrie, and a lot of them dominating with one topic. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. It's, a, it's an important topic, and then we're going to definitely get to it. Let me tell you about Eden Pure, though. The thunderstorm, uh, literally, this air purifier smells like a thunderstorm came through your living room, the bathroom, whatever, and leaves this really fresh, clean scent. Uh, you're going to want to check this out. It's got proven oxy technology. It destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation are raving about it. They're buying them like crazy. Over 265,000 have already been sold. You know it works. Any odor is going to disappear when you use a thunderstorm. The odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarettes, smoke, dirty diapers, and more aren't any match. They take Look, the thunderstorm takes care of it almost immediately. Best of all, no filters to buy. You save money there. Right now, you save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the whole home. You're going to get three units for under $200. That is a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, your kitchen, or anywhere you need to clean. I uh, need to have clean, fresh air. Get this deal right now, EdenPureDeals.com, and get three units for under $200 by using my code PAGS3, P-A-G-S-3. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3. Shipping is free. A lot of people have a question about this. Dean, Boston, what do you think? Well, according to the time that you've been asking her how she was going to spend the money, I did some simple math, and basically she's broke now before she bought the ticket. Yeah, there you go, Carrie. You are broke before you bought the ticket. For heaven's sake, talking about what's the matter with you? Let me go to uh, Scott, who is in Pennsylvania. Scott, what do you think? Hi, guys. Uh, Yeah, so the drawing is Saturday. She's broke by Monday morning. (laughs) And by the end of this year, she's taking a second mortgage out on the island in the Caribbean that she bought. Scott, you're right. I listen. <laughs> I think I think mean. he's spot on. Oh my god! How do they mean these people? They heard what you said. Just, you literally I'm spent a billion dollars in three minutes. I did not spend a billion dollars. I'm just daydreaming about it. Oh my god! Your sons are your sons are whistling Dixie though. Seventy five <laughs> mil each. Holy crap! <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. I'm sure. John, San Antonio. Let's go. Hey, Joe, she's probably going to pay you to pronounce her name, and I'm going to pay you to pronounce it the way you did about six to eight months ago. And it sounds like uh, it sounds like someone's constipated when they're saying that name. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. When did I say uh, your name and sound constipated? I have no idea what he meant. Never, ever. Never, ever. Way to kill it. Way to kill it, though. Seriously? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Justin, fast, like 10 seconds. Go. Let's just face it, Carrie's right. Joe, you're going to buy a jet. You're going to be broken in days. She's going to put her money in a mutual fund and have a billion dollars by the time that terrible annuity pays Yeah, off. that's not happening. That's not happening. How am I going to be broken in day? I'm just what? buying a jet. I'm not buying anything. It's like $30 million. How am I going to be broke? 
You're going to be broke, Karen. I'm not going to be broke. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Charlie Kirk coming up. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Always uh, really glad to have back the, the founder of TPUSA, also a conservative juggernaut. He's got a great radio show every day and a new book out as well. It's Charlie Kirk. Charlie, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great. You're a great American. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you are, you are great. It. Now, listen, bass clarinet, right? Am I right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very few people bring that up. Well, you know, well, as a as a reed guy, you know, bass clarinet's harder than you might think. And I played contrabass for a while as well. That, so that's a, a lot of wind to get to, to get through a contrabass, that's, that's right. for sure. Uh, I'm a saxophone player, as you know, and, and I played baritone sax once at a recording mm. session in Studio B in Fort Lauderdale. I thought I was going to die. I had nowhere near the lung capacity. I'm a tenor and an alto guy. So that's it. Yep. I, love that, I love that we have that. All right, let's talk about this book. You've got a brand new book out called The College Scam. And, and Charlie, you and I both witnessed it with Obama. Suddenly, no yes. more vocational school. Suddenly, we don't need auto mechanics or plumbers or carpenters. Everybody has to go and get a degree. Everybody's got to go to college. And you're saying there was a there was a real reason behind that for the left. That's right. I mean, I think it's a scheme and a plan. I think a lot of people are sympathetic to that argument now more than ever, especially what we've lived through the last couple of years, yeah. that the left has a plan and that we're all kind of living through it. And so, yeah, I mean, look, when it comes to colleges, I'm willing to say in this book what I think a lot of conservatives kind of dance around, which is that college is an outright scam that look, if your kid wants to become a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer, fine, but be careful that they still might lose their values. But a vast majority of kids that go to college, Joe, they're not studying that. They're studying North African lesbian poetry (laughs) or 13th century reconstructionist. I don't know, interpretive dance theory or whatever you want to call it. And so it's, from the actual structure of what they're getting when they go to college, it's a waste of time and a waste of money. Now, mind you, if every school was like Hillsdale College, I would not have had to write this book. Right. I would. It would have been, well, college is too expensive. It's not just that it's too expensive. That's a major part of the book, by the way, of why it's too expensive and who's getting rich and the people on the board and the developers and the corrupt politicians. It's awful. But even if it was super expensive— and maybe you were getting something in return, we could have a conversation about that. It's super expensive, and you get garbage in return. Right. And as a, and fi- finally, I'll just say this for our more political viewers and listeners, which is people are wondering, why is the country I'm living in so profoundly different than the one I grew up in? And one of the arguments I make in the book is it's because you've sent our prized possessions of young people to these colleges. I blame colleges for a vast majority of the problems that we're dealing with right now. It's Charlie Kirk. You've seen him everywhere. He's got a great radio show as well. 45books.com is the website. 45, the number 4, and the number 5, books.com. Go there and get the college scam. So they get us to go to college, forget the vocations. Now we've got you. We're going to teach you about ESG, going to teach you about the 1619 Project, going to teach you why BIPOC is more important than white and why white is bad and why you should feel guilty. And then once you finish college, then they're going to advocate to get rid of the college loans that you owe to real is this to really solidify them on the left forever look we gave you free college that's that's worth your vote isn't it and they're never going to do it 
that's the most important thing. Debt forgiveness will be the carrot that they dangle for the next couple decades to try to get people to keep voting for maybe incremental, right? Maybe $5,000 here, maybe yeah. $7,000 here. They're never going to do blanket student loan forgiveness. That would ruin their political power. Right. They, they hold an entire generation hostage because they told them to go to college to study things that don't matter, to find jobs that don't exist, and to borrow money they don't have to do those things. And so I think it's a political strategy, but even deeper than that, this is where bad ideas get credibility. Pick any idea that you think is insane right now, any idea. Men can become pregnant, or how about wearing two masks when you shower, or any idea such as borders don't matter. It all stems from the university. These ideas don't come out of nowhere. They're written about, they're thought about, and they're given credibility by professors and academics. And so I make the other argument in the book that this tributary of bad ideas, that the starting point for that is the university. And so many conservatives are afraid to say this because they either sit on the board of the alma mater or they went to Texas A&M or they went to UT Austin and they had good memories there. That's fine. I'm not discounting any of that. But these universities have become complete opponents to Western civilization. Just read their websites. Everything they believe in that they're teaching here is against the fundamental values that made the West great. So we go after it rather enthusiastically in this book. I think everyone would benefit from reading it. Students, adults, board members, donors, or just regular everyday citizens. It's really been a labor of about a decade, Joe. And I'll say this. I... Really quick, I'm probably the best and worst person to write this book because I didn't go to college. And so I'm the best person because I can say, oh, look what you could do without going to college. I'm the worst person because I actually didn't enroll in traditional four-year college. However, I have visited over 100 campuses. I run a campus organization. I'm pretty in touch with what's going on these universities and colleges. But I fully admit in the book that me not going to college gives me an argument that maybe you can make something yourself without having to get that piece of paper. So I think that people would benefit from it. It's also collegescam.com, uh, which also redirects to the same website, 45books.com. He's the author of The College Scam. He's a great talk show host. He's an activist uh, for all things America first, and, and I love having you on. Uh, Charlie, it's interesting what you just said. Many people know this. Some might not. I was a music major, saxophone performance, and I was a voice minor in college. I went for two years, then went to work, and I got fi- I got five or six different jobs at once. I don't have a degree, and I don't need a degree because, as you said, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a vast success, way more than I ever could have imagined, 170 stations. I make, I make a, a nice living. I've got a few cars, a couple of houses, whatever. So I can be the same example as you are, but you did it a different way in that it's so intelligent that you have now recruited the help of those who are in college and you've got TPUSA, you know, branches in colleges. In fact, you're being denied, uh, you know, um, uh, activism on some of these college campuses, which actually is another feather in your cap. So I'm not against anybody who went to college. If you got a degree and you're using it, you're getting a great living out of it and supporting your family and Mm -hmm. you love America, God bless you. But it, it is not a requirement to be a success in this country. How do we reprogram young people to understand that your story and mine can be theirs? That's why I wrote the book the way I did, uh, through shock and awe. You got to be provocative. You no longer like, well, it might not be a good idea. No, it's a scam. It's a cartel. You wouldn't have the Mexican drug cartel run your education. Well, that's what we have running higher education right now. What a great comparison. You, You have to have people that have succeeded without it. You have to contrast it with what's really going on. And you have to be very direct in regards to it. And you bring up another point with what we're doing at Turning Point USA. First of all, the other beautiful and delicious irony of this book 
is that all proceeds go to Turning Point USA. So I'm directing all of it as a major donation. And I, nice. I did that for a couple of reasons. First of all, we need the help at Turning Point USA. We have chapters all across the country. We're hiring staff. It helps us fund our effort. But the second part, Joe, is that you could be part of the solution by learning about how terrible college is by actually funding a rescue mission of kids on college campuses and high school campuses right. by the work we're doing at Turning Point USA. So all profits of the book go to fund the wonderful work we're doing at Turning Point USA. He's the author of uh, The College Scam, Charlie Kirk. Make sure you check out his radio show, his podcast. He's on television all the time. Uh, Charlie, I've, I've got to ask you this. How is it legal in this country? And maybe you've got a, a very simple answer to this. For any state-funded, taxpayer-funded university to allow for BIPOC housing, to allow mm-hmm. for uh, all white people are racist, to allow to shut down First Amendment speech rights for conservatives, yet you can wave the ISIS flag on campus if you want that's and right. get away with it. How is that okay? Listen, if I want to open up I Hate America University, that's a private institution. If you want to go there, pay me the money and go there. But if it's a state-funded, taxpayer-funded right. university, how is this legal? It shouldn't be. I mean, you have examples, for example, uh, Eastern Washington University. They have black-only dormitories. Uh, So many of these, that's not a red state, but there's plenty of red states where they have black-only dormitories and they have people, as you mentioned, BIPOC, people of color, uh, dormitories and living quarters. And it's something that Republicans, quite honestly, have allowed to happen. So there's two things. Number one, we're partnering with Stephen Miller, who I think is phenomenal, to actually put forward civil rights uh, litigation against this, because we believe it's in direct violation of the it 1960s uh, Civil Rights Act. So that's number one. Number two, Republicans have got to wise up. And now this really is the third rail in the book, okay? So let's take a random state. Let's take South Dakota or North Dakota. Yeah. The university is one of the largest employers in South Dakota and North Dakota. You do not touch their budget. You do not question them. You might be able to tamp around the edges on some curriculum stuff, but that entire albatross that machine goes untouched and honestly those are the states where it needs to happen the most because we have political power where we say you know what no you are going to have to take a course on western civilization if you hate the country as a professor taxpayer dollars are not going to go about and fund that yet republican politicians seem very shy and sheepish i go into that in the book developer contracts alumni sitting on the board in some of the bigger states like texas uh, a lot of alumni um they use those kind of boards as ways to wield influence. I don't touch on that too much, but it's been well-documented over the last couple of years. Also, it's this other thing where it's as if people think you're attacking the football program when you're attacking the college. Right. And, and I'm, a, I'm like the biggest college football fan in the world. So when people say, Charlie, you got to pr- follow your heart. No, you got to follow your skill and something you like. If I followed my heart, I'd be like a D2 college football coach right now. Okay. <laughs> I, I love college football. So I'm, as it, I, I think it's somewhat corrupt at the highest levels, but the point is that you have to disconnect what's going on with these colleges than a four-hour experience on a Saturday afternoon for 12 Saturdays. And that's a big part of it because a lot of people are afraid to attack their alma mater because of a successful sports program. First of all, that's a bad reason not to attack your alma mater. Right. But I, act, I have a whole working theory that I think a lot of these colleges, especially in the Power Five conferences, they're actually able to keep their alumni at bay through successful sports programs. The book is called The College Scam. Go to collegescam.com. Go and get it right now. It's Charlie Kirk. Charlie, you brought up a point that really did jump out at me. What we uh, Martin Luther King Jr. died in trying to get equality and, and equal opportunity for all people in America. We had Richard Nixon, who desegregated schools more than any other president in history. How exactly has the left indoctrinated people enough that they're re 
segregating themselves on purpose. Why would they ever go backward and basically dance on the grave of a guy like Martin Luther King Jr. who would be sick to see what's going on? How did they They do that? Yeah, they never actually liked him. If you read some of the more kind of black nationalist literature in the 1960s and 70s, uh, they rejected Martin Luther King's vision of a colorblind America. So kind of the modern day archbishop of everything racist and what they call anti-racism, which is actually bigotry, that's what we should call them, is a guy by the name of Harry Rogers, or Henry Rogers, I always get it messed up. His name is really, well, he calls himself Ibram X. Kendi. Every parent should educate um, themselves on who Ibram X. Kendi is. He's taught in almost every major university, almost every teaching college. He now teaches first, second, and third graders. And I could summarize his entire philosophy in one quote, that in order to fix the segregation of yesterday, we need segregation today. We need active prejudice against white people to give blacks a preference. That is the stated policy position of one of the leading philosophers on the American left. They've never believed in colorblindness. Colorblindness is a threat to them. If we don't focus on skin color, then their entire coalition of hyper-racializing America falls apart immediately. And by the way, that's the country I grew up in. I'm 28 years old. You know, 12, 12 to 15 years ago, when I was in high school, when I was in elementary school, when I was in middle school, no one talked about race. I went to a high school that was 53% Hispanic, and everyone got along. No one talked about race. So this is deeply personal to me, Joe, yeah. where now everyone's talking about race all the time, and we're more divided, and there's more racial corrosion. It's all artificial, and it's created with the intent to, I believe, create a metaphorical arson against the American Republic. Now, I'm, I'm the next generation. You're young enough to be my son. Um, I've got a, a 31-year-old daughter. But when I went to high school, I graduated in 1984. I went to Atlantic High School in Delray Beach, Florida, which was probably 70 or 80% black. All of my friends were of all racial backgrounds. We never, ever, yep. ever, never, ever, never talked about race. That's we didn't exactly because, right. because we were human beings. So what do they gain? Is this, Charlie, is this simply about votes? If we divide and conquer, I can tell black people whites hate you, tell whites Hispanics hate you, tell Hispanics Native Americans hate you, then I can own your vote? Is that what this is? Yes, some of them haven't really thought through it that deeply. They just think racism, so we have to go punish the racists, and that's about as deep as they think. But yes, I mean, look, they're playing, they're following the playbook of South Africa. They're they're following the the idea that we have a multiracial country and we're not constantly tearing each other apart is a remarkable thing. It's never happened before in the human experience, ever. Most countries are all homogeneously the same. Just go to Asia, okay, go to Japan. They're all homogeneously the same. Same in China, same uh, India has some some racial diversity, but not really. And so this idea that we have people from all across the world and we coexist, the only way you can work with that is to de-tribalize society. And yes, I do believe that some of them are doing it because they think they're feeling good. Now, there's this great, I, I, I can go into it, there's this great piece of literature in the 1970s when the Black Panthers were on the rise and the Black Panthers were invited to this upper middle class white liberal cocktail party and Leonard Bernstein starts to ask them just a couple questions like, hey, you know, what's your plan? Like, we're going to burn it all down. And he asks a question, <laughs> well, then what next? Right. And they, and they respond, they said, well, come on, we can't have a plan for everything, man. Wow. So burn it all down, and then, then what do you do? You just live it in the burnt you know, ruins. Come on. I just think that that quote perfectly summarizes some of their sentiment, which is, what, we're supposed to think about what's next? Let's just burn it down. I mean, come on. At least we get to rule over the ashes. 
The College Scam is the name of the book. He's the author. It's Charlie Kirk. You know Charlie uh, Kirk, also the founder of, the, of Turning Point USA. He does an incredible radio show every day. Check out everything that he does. Uh, one, one last question. Uh, Charlie, uh, with the America First push, the, the vast conservative values push like you and I have, President Trump has. I just had Ronnie Jackson on. Uh, he's got the same, the same exact feeling. Um, you see people like Mike Pence is going to do a counter rally against Kerry Lake. I'm, I'm confused. Mitt Romney, who's the Mormon, he now is angry that Clarence Thomas would say that gay marriage shouldn't have been ruled uh, as constitutional. Um, what's going on uh, on our side of the aisle? I'm not a, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I, I'm a values yeah, guy. Too. I'm not a party guy. I'm 100%. But, but, but what do you make of those who hate a Gates or hate MTG and, and don't want Kerry Lake to win yeah. in Arizona? It doesn't make sense. Your life becomes very easy, albeit unfulfilling, if you oppose the America First movement. You get book deals, dinner invites, the media doesn't investigate you. You get all sorts of speaker honorariums, corporate board offers. You get to go to Aspen to go speak at some sort of irrelevant thing where no one says anything substantive, but you get invited to some $65 million house. If you want to go through difficulty, embrace the America First movement. You get every journalist going after you. You get every government agency trying to investigate you. You'll get raided by the FBI. Do you think any of those people are actually going to be raided or investigated by the DOJ anytime soon? Of course not. I really believe that it is the politics of exhaustion. I mean, you take some of those people you articulated, they try to do the conservative thing, and they don't have the stomach for a multi-decade fight. They just don't. Like, that's it. I want to enjoy the last part of my life. Like, I want a book deal. I mean, I want to sip champagne and act like I'm a good person. That's the final thing, is that because the allure from the fake morality of the Washington Post and the New York Times is so overwhelming, you really convince yourself that you're a good person. You really do. Like that I'm the virtuous one, like that Cassidy Hutchinson girl that testified in front of Congress. Like I don't know her. Seems like a nice person. But deep down, she fundamentally thought that she was some sort of civil rights crusader. Like I'm a good person. Actually, you're not. Okay. And are, are, you t- sort are, you, are you telling me Trump didn't jump over the back seat and grab the wheel? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just the most ridiculous thing ever. And by the way, it's hearsay, which will never be permissible. Of course. In but I mean, it's just so what drives them? What drives them is social acceptability amongst America's elites. And deep down, they actually have a lot of resentment for people like us that didn't go to college. They have a lot of resentment for people that hunt and fish like, wow, they get sweaty when they enjoy themselves. Like, let's go watch polo. It's crazy. You know, I've never heard that that reason before, and I think that you're probably right. They're selling out to get what's good for them individually and to feel good about themselves when they lay their head on the pillow at night, and they're not willing to fight like you and I are. Go and get Charlie's book. It's called The College Scam, collegescam.com. Charlie, my friend, anytime uh, you want to come on, my show is your show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Charlie Kirk and um, Representative Ronnie Jackson, Dr. Jackson, coming on tonight. Hopefully you'll have a great night. Happy birthday to Polo once again. I appreciate you, my brother. Thanks to Kerry. Thanks to Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.